0: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize and elevate them. We Eskimos Empire. And this is the Eskimo's Coaches Show. With our leader, Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering, Canada's largest public automotive and RV auction. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimo's Radio, 630 Chad. Hey, good evening once again, everybody, and welcome to the Eskimos Coach Show with Jason Moss. A loss at home, 30-3, to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Saturday has pushed the Eskimos to 500. Pushed them into a bit of a corner as well in the CFL West with four games to remain to talk about uh, the Eskimos, where they are, and how they get to where they want to be. It's head coach, Jason Moss. Good evening, Jason. How are you doing? You're considering. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing fine. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Uh, let's Before we get uh, to the game itself, uh, uh, last week's game and, and next week's game, let's talk a little bit about the, the news of the day. Uh, Uh, You let go special teams coordinator uh, Corey McDermott uh, yesterday. Decision, I'm sure, was not easy for you to make.
1: No, it's not. I mean, Corey's a guy I hired two and a half years ago. I stood by. You know, I think Corey's, you know, a great person. Worked extremely hard. You know, good football coach. All those things. Um, It just at the end of the day, it felt like we needed a change in that department um, to get better in some areas. And uh, you know, I had to make a hard, tough decision. Timing's not great. Uh, late in the year like this, um, you know, the easy thing probably to do was just to wait. But I felt like I needed to do it now to give us a chance to get better for the next four weeks.
0: Was it something that happened that you saw Saturday, or was that just the tipping point for it all?
1: I mean, I I think I said it today. I mean, the Ottawa game, having a punt returned on you for a touchdown. I know it was called back, but. I've seen less called back for in this league in fact in this game there's probably one that wasn't called you know and so that's you know a big play that was a potential against us you know our return game hasn't improved and that's been a, a sticking point with us this year we we talked about making that better and that just hasn't done it no matter who's been back there um, you know and you know then you get a punt blocked in this game and that's kind of two, two games in a row and um, it just felt like I said it today, it was just a gut feeling for me to say, hey, you know, can we get better at this? Can, maybe it's another voice. Maybe it's, you know, doing something different. Um, you need to give it a try. And that's kind of where I went with it. And, you know, obviously I had to talk to Brock and Brock had to talk to Len. And then, you know, the decision gets made and we move on. And, you know, I, I believe in our guys. First and foremost I believe we're gonna get it done and um, nothing's easy so we expect it to be hard and difficult and all those things but I fully have a ton of confidence in Dave to get the job done the players to get the job done and if this serves as a wake-up call for all of us then it was what it needed to be
0: uh, you mentioned Dave Jackson who takes over uh, the special teams down for the rest of the season tell me about him
1: uh, you know Dave's been around us for two and a half years I mean he's he's definitely been right there with Corey and um, in the film room, um, the designing, helping design uh, schemes and whatnot. He's been in in meetings, chart leading meetings. Um, you know, I said today he's, he's accountable. He's a hard worker. He's detail-oriented. I think he's excited about the opportunity. I know it's hard for him because Corey's a good, great friend of his. Uh, one of the reasons Dave is here is because of Corey. So I know it comes with a heavy heart to kind of take over for this, but that's what I applaud Dave for is, um, you know, he, he's, he's all in. Um, he's going to do the best he can, and we're going to support him. And it's his first opportunity to do something like this. I think he's earned the right for it. Um, and like I said, I have confidence that he can get the job done. So, um, you know, we're going to support him, work hard for him, and ultimately, yeah, it'll be his show. Will you take more of an active role on special teams now? Well, it's not my forte, no. But I definitely am going to ask the right questions and need, need, ask the questions that need to be answered. Be the sounding board for him. I've told other coaches on our staff to to make sure they help out. Um, you know, Mike's. Benny's been a D, uh, special teams coordinator in our league. So I don't want too many cooks in the kitchen. I can tell you that much. I, I want Dave to to have his hand in everything and, and come up with his his ideas and what we need to change. And there's not everything that needs to be changed. Trust me. We're not, I mean, when I say we're not good enough, that doesn't mean we're not you know close. And um, at the end of the day, that's what it's going to take. It's just going to take some tweaking. Maybe some guys just paying more attention in our meetings, uh, understanding the details a little bit better. And maybe, like I said, it's just a wake-up call that guys needed uh, to understand the importance of their job. Um, but as far as helping Dave out, like I said, there's there's ample guys for him to bounce ideas off of, but I want him to own it and him to, to do it um, and feel confident with what he does and what he believes in. And I think if he does that, I think we'll be just fine.
0: Fourteen games in with four games to go, can you make big changes in the way you play at this stage on special I don't, teams? I
1: don't think we can probably, but at the end of the day, do I think big, big changes need to be made? No. I think there's a tweak here or a tweak there. Um, and again, if it just comes sim- down to the simple fact that you make this change and it, uh, the heightened awareness in our meeting rooms is going to be better, um, guys are going to understand things a little bit, the importance of doing their jobs a little bit more. Um, I think it perks everybody up a little bit. And, you know, it wasn't intended that way, but I know that's usually the fallout from it. Um, and I think just a different voice and maybe, a, you know, you are going to tweak certain things and there's certain beliefs that Dave will have. It's no different than when I moved on from Scott Milanovic and ran the same offense, just tweaked the offense because I felt like there were cer- certain things that, that we could do differently and make it easier and uh, make it uh you know, be able to teach it differently and and get different things out of it, and I think that's what you're going to see. You're not going to see wholesale changes because I don't think we need wholesale changes. I don't think we're very far off. Um, you know, and the players aren't really going to change. We're going to stick with the guys and 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 get them to play better. The return game, obviously, a
0: big part of this. What's your assessment of Martez Jackson through two games?
1: Um, I think Martez. You know is kind of what we have as advertised. I think he's explosive. He's dynamic. Um, you know, Can he see things differently? Sure. I mean, at the end of the day, it's his first two games with us too, trying to understand schemes and all that. But I think he's the right guy. I think he can get the job done. So I think, like I said, if we tweak certain things and maybe make uh, a read here a read there easier for him or just let him catch the ball, stretch, and cut, and things like that, we're going to be better off. So, But ultimately, it's not all on the returner. It's, it's the guys in front of them that got to do their job, and we've got to understand the concepts that we're running and do it better. And uh, if you do that and you give Martis a, a, a shot, uh, he's going to make something happen. A long week this week
0: between games, I guess this is, if you're going to make a move like this, this is the time to make it when you've got some extra time for meetings and preparation.
1: Yeah, and I mean at the end of the day, uh, when I say it's a gut and it's a feeling, you know, the easy thing probably would have been just to hang on, like I said, knowing, you know, that we got a big important game coming up, and we got three games in 11 days after that, so if it wasn't going to be made this week, it wasn't going to be made at all, to be honest with you, because the other weeks are going to be too difficult, so you know, with it, with what transpired happening with that game, and the way I felt after the game, and looking at all the, all the things that it entailed and looking at our schedule coming up, if I was going to make a move, it was going to be now. And, you know, I don't look back. I won't regret, you know, you got to live with your decision and, and mm-hmm. deal with it. And, uh, you know, the hope is we're going to play better as a full football team, not just special teams. We're going to play better as a full unit.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the game on, on Saturday. Uh, were you surprised like, I mean, that's the last thing I think anyone expected was that kind of performance and that kind of result from, from your football team. How much did that surprise you that that's the way the game went?
1: No, I mean, it's a complete surprise. And it, it, that has nothing to do with not respecting uh, Winnipeg because mm-hmm. I respect all our opponents. I know they're a well-coached team. I know they have a lot of great players and schemes. and you know. But I've never seen anything in the past that would make me prepare for, for an outcome like that from us, you know, it just hasn't been in the cards for us. I mean, we've played good football this year. Um, you know, we haven't always played our best for all three phases for 60 minutes, but, you know, you know we definitely haven't been beaten like this in a, in a long time. And, um, you know, as much as it is shocking after watching the film, it's probably deserved. Um, you know our defense. I thought played played well. Um, they gave us a chance to stay in there. I just think offensively we never got in a rhythm. Um, you know we'd play a couple of good plays and have a play back and need a play back and or need to make a play and something bad would happen. So you know they outplayed us uh, at the end of the day. And you know it, it, it wasn't pretty, um, but there were some good things that happened. You know we did run the ball well. Um, like I said, our defense you know getting pressure on Matt, you know limiting them in their production. Um I know they scored the 30 points, you know 23 was off of uh, off the defense, but you know some of that too was, you know with bad field position and they held them to field goals which is huge. Um you know so at the end of the day there were some positives to take from it. Um you know or even our punt punt cover team, you know you take away the block. You know they only averaged 5 yards per punt return, which has been what we've done well this year and that's why it's so it's 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 not a good feeling when you get a pump block because that's not something we've we've done. Um, and Hugh, after that, you know, you watch a guy get a pump block and you think sometimes he'd be gun shy and the rest of the game. He wasn't. He was he was just normal. So you know that was good to see. Um, there's still a lot of fight too. I mean, I watched our guys play to the very end and I wanted to see how we'd grind out the game and we did that and I was proud of that part. Um, and that's what gives me hope um, going forward
0: as a head coach is this the biggest challenge the biggest bit of adversity you've faced Uh, because it seems like this year it's different things every week and it's not the same thing all game long as you talked about it's this happens and this happens and sometimes it corrects itself and it doesn't but it's it's not the same thing every week how much of a challenge is it for you as a coach to try and get everything under control here at this stage of the season?
1: Well, yeah, it's a challenge. There's no question. I mean, I think every every week presents a different challenge. Um, you know, I've never had to do anything like this in coaching, what I've had to deal with this week. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, we're, you know, seven and seven going into a hostile environment for Thanksgiving, playing against a team that's on a hot streak and playing extremely well. Um, you know, so... It's going to be a difficult challenge. We know that. Um, But I think that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it exciting. Um, You know, nothing cures what we're going through like a win, like a good, hard fought road win. Um, It's October, which, you know, everyone wanted to point out how bad we are in September over the last 14 years. But we're pretty damn good in October. So that's what we have to to hold our hat on and hang our hat on, I should say. And, you know, that's what we're expecting we're expecting good results here in October one game at a time but it's going to start with a, a great day a this week on Wednesday where our players are going to get together um, you know knock the the rust off a little bit from that last game get over that last game and then start with the day one with a great day of prep and that's what you're going to hope you see
0: one week today the Eskimos in Regina to play the rough riders on uh, Thanksgiving day we've got it for you here on 630
1: chid two o'clock K
0: Off twelve o'clock for the countdown to kick off with myself and Dave Campbell from Regina. More with the coach, when we come back on six thirty. Chad, the Eskimos' coaches show with Moss and Morley, brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. We have the selection; you set the price on Eskimos Radio six thirty. Chad. Uh, Back with the coach here on the uh, 630 Ched, the coach's show for Mentioner Allen Auctioneering. Uh, uh, Eskimos in Regina on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and football uh, seem to go hand in hand, especially uh, in the United States. It's becoming more of a tradition in Canada over the last few years. Third straight year, the Eskimos, I think, actually, fourth straight year, the Eskimos play on Thanksgiving. Uh, Jason, you got any good memories about uh, football and Thanksgiving uh, when
1: you were growing up? Um, you know, we we would always just watch the NFL games that were being played and go out and play a game after that with friends and stuff like that. So, you know, that's about as, as- – good as Thanksgiving can get, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, for whatever reason, I guess because the games are always on on Thanksgiving, it's just they, the two go together so well, right? Yep. Uh, it's cool to be playing on Thanksgiving Day. You'll do it in Regina against a, a team that's got uh, a great offense. I mean, uh, they make things happen, or defense, rather. They make things happen with their defense. They uh, They really get after you, don't they? It's going to be a challenge.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're good up front. Um, you know, they've had a ton of return touchdowns on defense this year, so you got to be good with the ball. You can't turn it over. You know, uh, Chris does a great job preparing his guys, getting his guys to play fast. Um, you know, they're, they'll challenge you. They'll play man a ton in this game against us, I'm sure. they match up against us. Um, you know, so they're, they're always going to challenge you, um, whether it's up front or in, in your face with our receivers. So it, it's going to be quite the challenge, and it's going to be a great environment, hostile environment. It's going to be loud. You know, and they're a three phase team. They can they can get it done in all three phases, so our whole team's gonna have to play well in order to, to, to get this victory.
0: As you look for the answers to get the offense going again, uh, do you make any changes? Do you simplify things at all? Do you take plays out, add different plays, do you do you maybe go to the run game more? Do you do things that gets your offense more confidence? Well, I that...
1: think at the end of the day, you look at what you do well over the course of the year, and you kind of make a plan to utilize that to the best of your ability. I think you look at the defense that you're playing and see what their their vulnerability, vulnerabilities are, uh, what you'd like to attack, what their weaknesses are, um, and kind of make a plan from there. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to execution. And guys, understanding what they have, what their role is, and what they have to do, and allowing them to play fast. So, we're, if we simplify it, great. But it still comes down to them understanding, executing, no matter how many plays you have in or not. Um, and you like to as m- much as you can match your strengths to their weakness. And you know they don't have a lot of weaknesses, so you know it's going to be you know more of our strengths going against their strengths. And you just hope we we make more plays than they do.
0: You, uh, when you talked to the media earlier today, you kind of hinted that there's an opportunity that Duke Williams might be able to play this week. The injury, obviously, not as serious as it looked on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Duke has been, you know, injured uh, or hurt, I should say, not as much injured during the year, but he's had the ability to bounce back quickly, which is what you want out of your football players. Um, he's shown it time and time again, no matter what's been bothering him he's able to block it out and keep playing so this will be no different if he can tolerate the pain that he's going through um he'll be a go and if he can't then we'll have the next man up
0: how difficult is it i know you've talked a lot the last couple of weeks and your players have talked a lot about this being playoff football now and you want to approach these games as playoff games which means obviously you want to win them you have to win them when you don't how tough is that to come back next week i mean (laughs) what's your choice
1: your choices: you either give up or you keep grinding and and understand. As much as we say these are play- they aren't playoff games, because if they were, we'd already be home right now. We'd be mm-hmm. two weeks in. We wouldn't have played last week. So. You know, the fact of the matter is it's the heightened awareness. It's your preparation. It's thinking about football 24 hours a day and being detailed and understand the importance of every single play and lighting it up, knowing how bad or how, how heavy your feet are right now, how, you know, depleted your body feels, but the ability to just push and push and push right now for a stretch run. That's what playoff football is all about. It's about blocking everything else out in the world and concentrating on nothing but football. And if we can do that for the next four weeks now, I think we're a better football team. The last two games should have taught us a ton of lessons um, you know one was a you know a close game to into the fourth and the other one wasn't and the one we got beat the hell out of and it's about your ability to rebound and about your ability to to now have some confidence going into a hostile environment against a, a football team who's playing really well and seeing how you match up against them, knowing you have to go in there and get a victory what's your mindset and our guys need to have a great mindset coming back to work to play with play great football together but a detail-oriented day daily task and that's what i think our guys need to focus on is just the daily task being detail-oriented and understand their jobs and playing together and if we can do that we'll we'll be successful
0: when you think about it your situation it's obviously you might need some help for second place now but your situation as far as playoff spot goes you still control your destiny because of your schedule and i guess you're not as you're not you know, after the loss to Winnipeg, you didn't really take a step back as far as that goes because you still can make the playoffs, finish third,
1: maybe finish second if you win your games. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to not think about that anymore. I know what the realities are and I think our players know what the realities are. You you know, you got to win this time of year. We've set ourselves up for this. You have to win this time of year. And, you know, we like to win every game. It hasn't been the case yet. And we just like to play good football and win. Or figure out a way to win, not playing well. One of the two, but win is the ultimate uh, objective right now. So if we're not playing well, someone better step up and make a play so that we can turn the game around and win. Um, but yeah, we we understand that. You know, you win out. There's a good chance you finish in second. You win two 0 four. You have a good chance of making the playoffs. You win one 0 four. You maybe need some help. You don't win any of them. Uh, you're probably outside looking in, and that's not going to be a great feeling. So, you know the first goal of any year is to make the playoffs. The second goal is hopefully to win your division. And from there, you just play football and know that you want to be hot at the end. And, you know, it's still no matter how hot you are going in, you still have to play great football in playoffs uh, in order to win a championship. I think we're more than capable of doing that. We just got to go out and prove it now. Just gotta make plays, right? No question. All right, uh, Jason. Uh, how tough? How tough is it to go into Regina and play? Is that?
0: Is it? Is the new place as tough? I know you only were there once last no, year. We're one
1: and zero oh going in there. So, so I mean, as tough as it is, teams have gone in there and won. Um, you know, Montreal went in there and won. Ottawa went went in there and won. Calgary, I think, has gone in there and won. We've gone in there and won. Um, you know, teams have beat them in their own building so they're not invincible there they they are a good football team though you have to play very good football to beat them and we understand that and that crowd is is great i mean they, they they support their team there's nothing quite like taking a big crowd like that out of it though and so that's what our goal and our objective is is to to play good enough football where they aren't a difference and you know it, it's up to us to make that happen Tough to play there,
0: fun to win there, I'm sure. Uh, Jason, thanks for this. Appreciate it. Uh, Good luck this week and good luck in Saskatchewan. Perfect. Thank you. Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. It's been the coach's show for Mentioner Allen Auctioneering. Uh, Game time is 2 o'clock, one week from today, Monday afternoon, Thanksgiving Day. 2 o'clock is kickoff. We'll have the countdown to kickoff coming your way from Regina at 12 noon. My name is Morley Scott. Have a great night, everybody.